0: through the eyes of men followhood. follow him? And to just be able to hear all of these men talk about what body care is like today has just been genuinely amazing. And on here today, we have Aaron.
1: And give us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, so uh, my name is Aaron Rivkin. Um, I live in Spokane, Washington. Um, I am the CEO of Ladder Coffee Roasters. And uh, I have three beautiful kids and a beautiful wife, um, who I also believe is on this podcast.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) It's so good to have her on here. All righty. First question. What is fatherhood?
2: Oh, man. Um, Yeah. You know, fatherhood to me is intimacy. Uh, I think a lot of things that we Mm -hmm. do in life, um, we forget that uh, intimacy should be a part of it. And so... Um, fatherhood to me is, is, there's a lot that's wrapped up into it, but I would say a lot of it is intimacy, learning how to, um, you know, just be intimate with your kids and learning how to love them and, and uh, guide them, teach them, um, on an intimate level.
1: That is so weird.
0: What are some generalizations about fatherhood that need to be shut down? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I think we can classify that as like parenting, um, when I, when I, you know, when thinking about this question, um, being a dad is harder. Being a parent is hard. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes my, my wife and I talk about this. Like, things are as hard as you make it. Mm. Um, so, like, if you think it's going to be a hard, if, if you think you know, uh, you know, my it's my okay. pastor always says, um, what you think about something is going to determine how you how you approach it. And what if you, you think, think that fatherhood is going to be hard, or you know, that fatherhood, uh, you're just going to be like your dad. You know, um, that's how you're going to approach that, that role. And um, so I think those are probably two of the biggest is that, you know, it's going to be hard and I don't want to be like my dad or I want to be better than my dad. Um, so yeah. however you think about something is going to determine how you approach it. And so those are, I would say, two of the biggest things that for me that, you know, I, I try to stop generalizing. And, and yeah. you know, um, yes, yes, it's going to be hard and it's going to be fun you know, um, mm-hmm. yes, my father made mistakes, but yes, my father was a good man. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm going to take, you know, eat the meat's out of the bones, you know?
0: Is it challenging and why?
2: Fatherhood. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, for sure. I, I think, you know, any, any good thing is challenging, right? Like if mm-hmm. we want to grow and we want to, um, Cultivate a life of excellence, um, those things are going to be challenging. Um, you know, you, if you want to be a good dad, and I think that most of us men have the attitude of we want to be the best father we can for our children, um, then yeah, it's going to be challenging. Um, and so, um, why is it challenging? Um, because kids are little sinners <laughs> um, you know like like they're a mess and I'm mm-hmm. a mess and when he put two things that are messy things just uh, there's tyranny in it you know um, but mm-hmm. um, yeah I think that you know it's it's also a joy at the same time and um, I think any good thing is challenging.
0: Is your father in your life and how has that affected your fatherhood?
2: Yeah for sure you know um, you know my my dad's played a huge role in my life. Um, he He's definitely been in it um, physically. Um, he hasn't been in it emotionally my whole life. You know, as I'm getting older, yeah. he's starting to kind of show some emotion. Um, you know, my dad growing up was very much, you know, I, my my mother, we live in a um, divorced home and, you know, my mother raised me a little bit and then my dad yeah. raised me for her most of my life. And, um, you know, my dad always worked. Um, and the way that he showed love to us was he would buy us things. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and so like he would be physically present, but there was not a lot of emotional connection. But yeah. now that, you know, now that I have kids now, um, you know, he, he's definitely showing up, um, more emotionally for sure, you know, in the past. And, you know, the way that I would say, you know, I, I've gleaned from him is I've learned that, you know, um, showing love, doesn't just mean um I buy you everything you want Mm -hmm.
1: uh, but also
2: like I uh, one of my love languages is gifts yeah probably because of you know the way I was raised and you Mm -hmm. know my dad my dad emotionally couldn't support me but he could physically support me um and so um you know that's another way I think that I personally you know parent is um I love giving my sons or my son and my daughters like good gifts, you know, and, yeah. you know, but daddy doesn't love them, you know, just because I want to give them a gift. Like daddy loves them so much that, Hey, like I was mm-hmm. thinking about you. And here's this thing. And, yeah. um, and so, um, yeah, you know, my, my dad is, is my dad did the best that he could do given the situation with, you know, their divorce and, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been encouraging to see my dad really step up as, you know, grandfather uh, and Mm -hmm. you know dad to me now so
0: was being the dad your plan or was it God's plan (laughs)
2: Um, you know I I think I've always wanted to have kids Um, if we want to go biblical um, you know and be theologically correct the Bible says fruitful, multiply so I think uh, maybe yes is the uh, is the answer to that question Um, yes it was my plan yes it was God's plan So, you know, yeah, being a parent, you know, is something I always wanted to do. Um, I would say definitely for the selfish ambition, you know, I don't want to be like my parents. I want to I want to be able to raise kids. Right. But now, you know, looking at it, it's like I want to raise kids the way that God wants me to raise kids. um,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Have you and your spouse ever had to deal with the miscarriage or stillbirth? How did you get through that?
2: You know, we have lots of friends that have surrounded us that, um, have dealt with that. Um, mm-hmm. one very, very recently, um, you know, we, we have not, um, yeah. the, the biggest thing that we dealt with was it took a little while for us to get pregnant, not yeah. like terribly long. Um, but, um, you know, you had those stories of like, oh, it took me, you know, I got off birth control and I got pregnant the next day. Uh, that wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily our story. Um. It took, I think it was like six to eight months to get pregnant. But um, no, uh, you know, we we've definitely have some experience with friends uh, having miscarriages, um, but not us personally.
0: Do you have a good slash close relationship with your kids?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my I would say that my son is definitely very, like he's a mama's boy, but um, he likes to impress dad, um, which I think is just the natural characteristic of a, of, a, of a boy. And, you know, boy and dad. Um, but my daughter, she's definitely a little daddy's girl. Um, yeah. You know, she'll, she'll try to come to me with when mom says no about something. So, uh, you know, we have a, a three-month-old. So that one is uh, non-expressive quite yet. But, yeah, we definitely have a very intimate relationship for sure.
0: What do your kids do that soften your heart?
2: Oh, um, <laughs> my Lord. Um, you know, the biggest thing is just like, you know, with with Silas, our son, he's he's going to be five yeah. in September. Um, you know him, and he's just so creative. Um, and his heart is just so pure. Um, you know, like he, he right now he's in physical therapy for uh, uh mass motor skills. Uh, yeah. Or um, he's just he's very tall and big for his age, and so. Uh, he's a little, he's a little clunky. So we're getting into some yeah. sport, but, um, uh, gross motor skills, not mass. Um, so he's learning how to, um, use his gross motor skills a little better. Um, yeah. but at the end of his, at the end of his, uh, his, you know, um, uh, PT, uh, he tells his doctor, Hey, my sister really loves these fruit snacks. Do you think I can really bring one home for her? No. And so he's just so kind and so sweet and so thoughtful. Um, and then just the way that, you know, he's, he's expressing himself a lot more and mm-hmm. things that he loves, you know, like when he does something bad, he's not crying over because, you know, we disciplined him. He's crying over, like, you know, he knows he did something wrong and he'll, and he'll, mm-hmm. he'll talk about it. He goes, I, I really should have done this, this, and this. I knew I shouldn't have done that. And it just, it really hurts my, it just really hurts me. And it's like, gosh, like, you know, from a, from a, from a dad, it's like, that's a good thing for him to understand, like, you know, yeah. his, his emotions that he, I mean, for kind of he's five years old and he can express his emotions more, more than I can at 31. Yeah. Uh, and so like, just, you know, seeing him grow in that. And then I would say, you know, um, you know, with Hadley, uh, she's going to be three in May. She, uh, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that kind of just sobs my heart with her is seeing her. Um, she's just so, um adventurous she's yeah. just like her mom um and like you know uh my wife katie is very much like outdoorsy yeah. um and uh and you know just seeing her become like a little girl um you know and <laughs> but still feisty enough to where she could mm-hmm. you know beat someone up um but yeah she's just she she is she she can be sweet but she can be feisty so <laughs>
0: How do you deal with disobedience physically and emotionally?
2: Yeah. So um, you know, this is something new that that we're kind of working through. Um direct disobedience is a big deal in our house. Yeah. Uh, if we ask you to do something and you directly disobey that thing, um, you know, we we wrestled and we still wrestle with, you know, spankings. Um, you know, not yeah. everything. And this is a thing I think with most parents, is most parents is like, yep, I spank my kids no matter what it is um and for us it's like you know we're we're a coaching household i would say yeah. um, we love coaching our kids in um choosing the next right thing we always tell our kids like you're a leader and, and we'll ask them what do leaders do and they'll say the next right things and prefer mm-hmm. others above themselves and so um you know physically you know we will swap butts but it, it has to be you know it's mostly over um big things yeah big things uh direct yeah. disobedience um you know what we'll, we you know we won't say we don't hit because um you know if we if we give him a spanking um you know that's that's yeah. us hitting you know and so when we you know when we let's say you know silas hits his sister you know we talk about why that's not okay yeah um, you know and then we'll you know we'll swat he'll swat his butt if, if it's necessary and then and then we'll we'll follow it up with with letting them be in control of the situation and ask him, hey, what did you do? Mm. And what, what do you think you can do better next time? So Something. that way it gets his, that way it gets his, his thought process going. And, yeah. uh, you know, as he gets older, he'll understand, okay, like, what did I do? And what can I do better next time to handle that better? You know, and that's going to be great for when he's a teenager, when he's yeah. an adult, you know, um, in his marriage and his relationships.
1: Yeah. So,
2: okay. Yeah.
0: What are you trying to, or what do you want to instill in your son?
2: The biggest thing is godliness, for sure. Um, I love, you know, with uh, with David in in the Bible. Yeah, uh, he was he was a man after God's own heart, but boy, was that dude a sinner! Um, you know, he, yeah. he, he messed up. He didn't always get it right, um, but yet it was the repentant heart that led him back to God. And and so I would say, you know, the biggest thing is teaching him how to have repentance. You know, when he messes up, it's, it's, I repent and I move on. Um, and so, um, I, I think the biggest thing is, yeah, is, is, is to carry a repentant heart and lead other people to Jesus.
0: And what are you trying to, or, or want to instill in your
2: daughters? Yeah, I would honestly say it's the same, the same exact thing. Um, you know, um, you know, with Silas, I want him to be a man. Uh, I want him to, to, to lead well in his family with, with Hadley. Yeah. I want her to know that she, you know, with, well, I guess our daughters, um, Hadley and Finley, I want them to know that they are daughters of the King, mm. um, you know, um, and what is a daughter of a King? It's, it's a princess.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. and
2: she, and she is, she's an heir, um, you know, of a King. Yeah. So, um, you know, probably, you know, any dad is the protection side of things, but, um, yeah but also like that she's, that, that, that they're strong, you know, that our girls are strong in the Lord, that they don't have to take the BS from, from anybody Um, that they know what it looks like to find a man to treat them right. Um, You know, to carry the culture um, of the Rifkin household, you know, um, family values. And, um, you know, I think that the biggest thing that, you know, I guess one of the biggest things that we're trying to steal all of our kids is, uh, you know, what like what are the Rivkins known for? Yeah, um, mm. you know, and who we are, and so um, yeah.
0: What are some unspoken promises, principles, characteristics, etc., that you want them to grasp just by watching you?
2: Great question. Um, work ethic. Um, we live in such a cultural moment that everything is handed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, And, uh, my dad always said growing up, like, you work hard to play hard. Um, nothing is given to you. Yeah. And, uh, so I would say that's one of them is, is that I want them to see how hard we work. Um, so that way we can have fun. Um, you know, one of our, um, one of our family values is the Rifkins are generous. And so, um, definitely one of the things I want them to, to pick up on is, you know, how generous we are as a family, um you know without without having to tell them you know hey i mean obviously it is one of our values we do tell them the Riffins are generous hey share your toys but you know if you know we're walking down the street want to buy someone food or whatever it is you know um blessing someone um so i would say that's definitely one of them is is teaching them um to be generous and then um work ethic for sure
1: uh yeah
2: and then also just like to be all in and everything you Mm -hmm. do like we just We're all in, you know, Um, everything we put our hand to, we're not going to do anything half assed We're going to run hard and we're going to, we're going to, you know, run the race and train for the race. And um, yeah, nothing, nothing is, is um, nothing is above reproach. Like we're always going to do everything together as a family. So.
0: How do you incorporate your walk with Christ into your parenting?
2: Great question. Um, You know, Discernment is a big deal. I would say, um, you know, discerning on okay, is this a moment of discipline in parenting? Is this a moment of coaching in parenting? You know, yeah. do I, um, yeah, like you know, I think I'll always inviting the Lord into that space, like Lord, like what, yeah. <laughs> what would you do with this child right now? Because I want to yeah. backhand them,
1: um,
2: <laughs> but Lord, I know you have grace, so teach me. Um, so I would yeah. say, just I would say, the biggest mm-hmm. thing is discernment, like you know, uh, really discerning the moment what it really calls for um Mm. in parenting um and then kind of moving moving off of that for sure which which then means i have a responsibility of being intimate with the lord right Mm like
1: Mm -hmm. if i'm going to rely on my
2: discernment it can't be out of both it can't be out of my own discernment because my own discernment says smack the crap out of my kid when they're you know doing something wrong Mm. whereas the cult you know the, the the discernment of the lord would be like hey like you need to teach him because you're his teacher so good. And so, um, uh, yeah, learning, learning what discernment is, which, whether it's your own or if it's, if it's, uh, if it's the Lord's discernment,
0: I can't, I just, oh, so good. How do you balance work, spouse, ministry, kids, and your own personal walk with God?
2: Yeah, we, we as a family, there is no such thing as balance. <laughs> um, ba- balance is, I'm not sure if Katie told you this at all, Yeah. Uh, but, um, balance is a lie. Um, you get to choose. Um, you're going to choose how you invest your time um, and where you invest your time, you know? Um, so I would say it's, it's understanding, like, see, there's different seasons for different things. I'm going to be more busy at work during the holiday season, even though yeah. it's, you know, you would think it's more family time. Well, it's the busiest time of the year for our business. Yeah. Um, so we have the understanding of, you know, we get to live life this way. Um, not everybody gets to be a business owner, uh, and we get that blessing. And so understanding then when it's not busy time for work, um, okay. Like we, we have, we have this time to now invest back into our family, uh, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, relationship with, with, with my wife, you know, we have a once a week date night. Uh, that's yeah. kind of like your mandatory thing, you know, things come up, but most of the time it's what, you know, once a week date nights, um, with our kids, we try to do, um, you know, uh, bro dates and girl dates Yeah, we'll all take out you know one of the girls uh, for, for a date and we'll yeah. do whatever she wants and, and then same thing and we'll rotate between you know who goes out for the bro date or yeah. the girl date so
0: that's so great what challenges do you have as the head of house and how do you overcome them
2: yeah i think the biggest thing is um i think any man wants to feel respected in his house Um, and so i would say that's like the biggest challenge because we're human right like my wife my wife is a is a a saint um but she she's also a human where she wants to feel in control and so um which i totally understand um you know but being the head of the household we have a responsibility to make to make ultimate decisions in our in our house and um, you know my wife does great at, at letting me make those decisions but sometimes mm-hmm. it's rough to to have conflict and conversations to where it's like hey like I'm putting my foot down on this thing this is yeah. what we're doing Um, and it's not out of like I'm trying to be over my wife it's yeah. this is what I think is best for our family um, yeah. and you know submission submission doesn't mean you have your thumb over your spouse right
1: exactly um,
2: or over your kids it's it's a Submission is, is, is a prayerfully thought out, um, mm-hmm. uh, decision that, that you have to, or like, yeah, you have to like understand that, that,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that there, there, that, that there's thoughts and that there's, that there's prayer that goes into making those decisions, especially when there's, you know, uh, disagreements in, in, in those, um, in those yeah. moments, mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: and then also, too, I always say this, even to our staff, at you know, um, our team leads at work, and especially the wife, like, let me make the decision, and if it's wrong, I'll take the brunt of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'll yeah. take the blame. But if it's right, then we know that, like, we can trust that discernment.
1: But yeah. if it's wrong,
2: mm-hmm. I'd rather be wrong than you be wrong, because I don't want to see you fall on your face.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so,
2: I think that's also another, you know, another... Uh, part of you know of being the head of the household is like you know you you get to take most of the weight you know it, it's mostly it's sure. everything most things fall on you and uh, you have to have you know strong shoulders and um, strong knees to to be firmly planted in the lord to make those executive decisions and when you do if they fail that's on you you know so
0: what falls through the cracks because of whatever is happening on a daily basis? What area are you slacking in
2: personally or, or or in parenting?
0: (laughs) Oh, all of the above.
2: Yeah. I would say, honestly, you know, working as hard as I am right now, one of the biggest things that I'm struggling with personally is just, um, you know, maintaining a healthy, um, lifestyle when it comes to working out and eating Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It's just life is busy. And, um, you know that's not an excuse, but I would say that's probably one of the biggest things for me personally. Really? And you know, for us as a family, I would say, um, you know, we're in a season where we're we're building this business, and um, probably you know the the biggest thing that falls through the cracks is um, just being a little maybe a little more intimate with, or a little more present, I should say, with you know with everybody in our house, yeah. um, being in the moment. Because you know, dad comes home at four o'clock, five o'clock, and I'm just dead tired from yeah. the day. Yeah it's really easy just to hop on my phone, disengage. Um, and so learning how to, you know, put that sucker down and, you know, even yeah. if it was for five minutes, you know, we, we do, we do have a kind of a rule in place. Like if, if, if I, or, you know, Katie needs to um, disengage for 10 minutes, I'll go downstairs mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll, I'll hug the kids. Um, you know, I'll tell them, Hey, dad, I'll be back. I'm going to go downstairs for 10 minutes and I'll be back. Um, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like a reset to, to reset my home to, to know, okay, I'm not CEO. I'm not
1: boss,
2: yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm dad or I'm husband now.
1: That's
0: so good. Do you find yourself overcompensating in any way for any reason?
2: I think that's a a natural thing for anybody. Um, mm. You know, when when you feel any sort of pressure or um, uh, insecurity. I think yeah. overcompensating is definitely the easiest thing to do. Um, and so for sure, I, I think that, you know, overcompensation can happen in, um, in parenting could happen in, you know, in your marriage. I'm making this decision regardless, blah, 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 or mm-hmm. go to your room. You, I'm, you know, you threw a ball outside, even though that's where you're supposed to throw balls, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um, and so, uh, I would say like overcompensation comes from insecurities. Um,
1: yeah.
2: and so, uh, I think, yeah, definitely have, um, definitely have have times of, of overcompensation for sure
0: what do you do on the day do you want to quit
2: great question um yeah um <laughs> that's a heavy question because you know during the pandemic was really hard i wanted to quit a lot of things yeah. um oh, you know and uh it was it was really difficult to get to that season mm-hmm. um but honestly, like I, what I would, what I would say is, um, the night's gonna come. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fall asleep, and tomorrow will be there.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't have a dying sickness. I don't have cancer. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna lose my household. Yeah, tomorrow's still gonna come, and so just kind of rem- remembering that, and then, you know, the scripture, mm-hmm. you know, that talks about you know, um, the birds of the sky have what they need to eat. Like what, what more don't you think your, your father in heaven is going to take care of you, you know? So um, yeah, I would say, you know, leaning on that, just remembering today is going to (laughs) end, you know, like I'm going to fall asleep. I'm going to wake up and tomorrow's coming. Um, And then also to remembering that, like that it's just a season, like, yes, it sucks. Mm -hmm. Like Yes. This parent, this season and parenting is terrible. And my son is disobedient and my daughter screams at anything and everything. (laughs) But, like, in in two years, a year, it's going to be a whole different story.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Like, today, we're not stuck in today forever.
1: Yeah.
2: You know? um, And so having, having the acknowledgement of that, that, you know, today is just today, and it's going to mm-hmm. end, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Who has helped support you through your journey as a father?
2: I would say my wife has played a pretty big role in that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I have... Again, like I I love my father. He's he's definitely, you know, a big inspiration to me, what it looks like to work hard to take care of his family. Yeah. Um, uh, but I definitely have, you know, um mentors growing up that showed me what fatherhood looks like, you know, how mm. to love someone well. Um, I think of Gabe Sabarzo, who's a uh, a pastor friend of mine. Um he's great. He was kind of like older brother, but more so dad that um, yeah, and then yeah. I think of his dad, uh, Tio Ray, uh, which was, you know, um, he was a huge inspiration. I just watched him, how he loved his kids. Um, you know, my pastor now, just the way yeah. that he parents, you know, I, I will call him and ask him questions about certain things. And so I definitely have a, have a, an army, uh, surrounding me to, yeah. to ask questions and glean from for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Is a spiritual father as important as a biological or at-home
1: father?
2: Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, if you're not spiritually um, aligned with with Christ, um, you can get through life. You can get get through the day-to-days. You can get through parenting. Um, Do I think you'll be as whole and complete, and do I think that you'll raise as much of a mighty man? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Scripture calls us mighty men of valor, and I think that part of that is... um, uh, okay, well, how do we, how do we get the valor, you know?
1: Um,
2: and part of that comes from our, our, our fathers, um, and our fathers need to be full of valor, you know? Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I would say, um, it is, I would say it's the most important thing, um, being scripturally aligned,
1: uh, yeah.
2: without a doubt.
0: What do you wish you were told about fatherhood beforehand?
2: Um, probably that you're gonna get it wrong.
1: Yeah, mm, yeah.
2: You know, um, everybody says it's hard, which, which, in theory, is probably that—that's what they're saying. Like you're gonna get it wrong. Yeah. But I, would, I wish someone would have said, "Hey, like you're gonna suck as a dad. You're not mm-hmm. gonna always get it right." Mm-hmm. Um, but, but tomorrow will still funny. come. You know, <laughs> like
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: train, you know, train your kids in the way of the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. um. And, and they will come back. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely feel like um, being okay with hearing that would have been nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess the, the understanding of, you know, it's, it's okay to, to not get it right.
0: So good. What is one thing you wish you were told by your father?
2: Um. Growing up, I love you for sure. Mm. Uh, My dad, again, was a very, uh, he was very disconnected with his emotions. And so I never really heard, I love you. I always felt it by gifts. Um, Growing up, I've heard my dad tell me he loves me more times than now as an adult, than him as, or me as a child. I think that every son, every daughter needs to hear, I love you from their father Uh, because we're just, we're, we're a direct representation of, of how Christ Loves his church um, and how God mm-hmm. loves his children. Uh, mm-hmm. And if they can feel that love on an intimate level, physically, how much yeah. more Christian will be spiritually? Mm-hmm. You know.
0: What is one thing you were told by your father that you use often?
2: Um, that's a great question. Probably, um, you never know who you're talking to.
1: Mm, I'm
2: a. I'm a, I'm a big networker because of that. I love talking to everybody and anybody. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, which has allowed me to be in positions of, um, you know, in rooms I never expected to be in. Like, I just, you know, spoke at a college campus a couple of weeks ago and,
1: yeah.
2: uh, you know, was invited by the, the business director of the school. And um, yeah, I would say, you know, yeah, you never know who you're talking to you never know what influence you may have on someone you never know what seed of leadership you're planting in someone
1: and
2: yeah just just understanding like you know the person you're talking to you could be saving their life or you know you could be uh you could be hurting them and you don't even know it so it's just understanding kind of the balance between the two okay like yeah you never know who you're talking to so make sure that you know you're you're speaking life and you're you're investing into people Amen.
0: What is one thing you want to tell other fathers?
2: Um, Probably the biggest thing is um, like, you're, you're going to miss it. Yeah. You are, you're, you're not, you're not always going to get it right. But if you focus on always not getting it right, that's the only thing that's going to happen. You know, when you don't get it right, we have a responsibility of dads to repent. Yeah. It's not, it's not, I'm mad at my kid because he did this thing. It's okay. No, I messed up. I did this to my son or I did this in the parenting. That probably wasn't the best thing to do. Lord, Mm -hmm. I repent. And now I move on past it and I I learned a lesson. So I would say, yeah, like, hey, like fathers, like you are, you are not always going to get it right. Understand Mm -hmm. that you're not going to get it right. Mm. but also when you do get it right, make sure that you have a repentant heart and then ask someone, you know, one of the biggest things I would tell most fathers, not most all fathers is get a mentor, find Mm. someone who is 10, 15 years ahead of you and, and, and learn and learn from them, glean from them. Hey, like, what do you do in this parent? What did you do when your kid was five years old and he smacked his his sister? What did you do?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, You know, and then, uh, you know, also get some other, um, uh, my pastor always says, be authentic with everybody, but be transparent with a few people.
1: Mm, yeah. uh, I'm
2: not going to go out there and tell everybody, you know, Hey, I, this is how I messed up. And I did this mm-hmm. to my son or I did this to my daughter and I shouldn't have, I'm not gonna tell everybody that, but I'm going to try to find a small group of people that I can be
1: transparent yeah.
2: with and say, Hey, I really, I really messed this one up. Yeah. I, mm. I really, I really got out of control. Um, and then that person that I'm gonna be off that or uh, transparent with, like that person needs to be spiritually aligned with you, yeah. so that way they can call you up um, and not soak in your misery. Because most most people just want to soak in the misery of things. They don't want to like yeah. help you come out of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely uh, find a mentor older than you to talk about parenting, and then also find a small group of people that you trust and and that you can be transparent with.
0: So, so good. What do you tell your kids often?
2: I love you and that you're a leader.
0: Mm. So good. I can't. I, I want to come up with like 10 extra questions. <laughs> <is> so good. <laughs> what do you think needs to be talked about more as it pertains to fatherhood?
2: I would say... um probably the biggest thing would be how to, how to love like Jesus did.
1: Mm.
2: And I'm not talking about the Jesus holding a lamb with the golden hair. Yeah. <laughs> because like, we all like that Jesus. Cause that yeah. Jesus is like, li- like live long and prosper, bro. Like, yeah. you, you, like you're fine. You can do all things through Christ who strengthen you. And, like, that's fine, don't get me wrong. Like, I love that Jesus, I love that side of Jesus, but also Jesus was he. Savage. Oh, he was a yeah, I think we did a uh, I think we did a sermon series one time called Savage Jesus, and uh, yeah, homeboy knew how to throw down the hammer, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I he was never a, a, a father per se, um, uh, but he had he had 12 boys, you know,
1: yeah.
2: with him, and so he kind of i would assume acted like a father towards them and so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean even like when uh when the disciples were sleeping on the rock he's like what are you guys doing yeah i not trust you <laughs> so like yeah. that that savage jesus i would say yeah you know um yeah learning how to be like jesus in both ways great full of grace and love but full of
1: yeah. full of,
2: yeah. of 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 uh tenacity to help see people yeah. to be better oh, so so good
0: do you think there's a lack of fathers and why
2: no i don't think there's a lack of fathers i think there's a lack of ca- accountability
0: mm, jesus just stop right there Okay. i'm done
2: <laughs> i think that <laughs> i think i think that we have plenty of fathers i think that not a lot of the fathers are, are, are being accountable mm. and so um i think that we see a lot You know, especially in the cultural moment, I mean, mean, there's there's kids born every single day. There's fathers every day, Uh, but those fathers are not being held accountable to no one. They don't have Mm -hmm. pastors, they don't have mentors, they don't have they don't have friends that are helping them become better fathers. I would say we have we have a lack of accountability. We don't have a lack of fathers that anybody can be a father. Well, not everybody can be a father, but um, you know, yeah, we have tons of fathers. I would say that we just have a lack of accountability.
0: So, so what is your hope for your future as a father and what is your hope for your kids
2: i mean you know i feel like i've touched on it multiple times you know i i, I as a father i just want to know that i, I train them up in the ways of the lord yeah. uh, and that through discipline through loving them through uh caring for them it was um, sought well um in the eyes of the lord um you know, yeah. and then my hope, my hope for my kids are to to see them do the same thing, to see them grow up, to see them love the Lord, to see them um, become disciples of Jesus, and helping mm-hmm. others follow that same passion.
0: Do you think this generation of fathers have things harder or easier than you have them?
2: I I think uh, I don't think anything's changed. Yeah. Um. I think that we are made more aware of things because of social media, because of yeah. the internet, et cetera. Uh, if anything, we have more tools now to be a better dad than mm-hmm.
1: ever before. Mm-hmm. So
2: so for people to, to say they have it harder, I would completely disagree. Yeah, uh, We have more books. We have more articles. We have mm-hmm. more statistics. Uh, we have more pastors. We have more... Mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, to be able to become better fathers than ever before. Um, I think that, again, it kind of goes back to the accountability side of things. I think that we have mm-hmm. a generation. Um, I think we have a hungry generation to seek truth. The problem is okay. that they're seeking truth in books. Uh, they're seeking truth in um, in articles. Those things are good things, yeah. uh, but they're not the complete thing that will help them become a better yeah. father uh, I think ultimately uh, studying scripture how how God
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, intended fatherhood to look like um, you know there's there, there's a truth behind every question in scripture um you know, and if all we're doing is running towards the books, or honestly, if all we're doing is running towards, um, Self pity and fatherhood. I, I'm never Remember. gonna be the father I want to be. I'm never gonna blah, blah blah Well, why don't you grab your pants and your work boots, strap up, and go look in the freaking Bible because there's answers in there. Stop, stop throwing a pity party, and learn what it looks like to be a man. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that that's probably one of the one of my biggest frustrations with any with any cultural moment right now is. Yeah. You know, it's it's not grab up your bootstraps and work hard. It's it's grab up your bootstraps and and look. Yeah, because there's answers within scripture for everything
0: mm-hmm. what is something that you have to say to this generation of men and fathers
2: uh you have a responsibility to to do your mm-hmm. responsibility is to parent well uh, is to train them up in the eyes of the lord to seek wisdom and to invest fully into yeah. the spiritual formation of your child. It is your responsibility at this time from, from birth to 18 years old. It is your responsibility yes. to train your kids in spiritual formation. They are gleaning after you. The, if anybody is going to teach them, the world's going to teach them everything. But if I can get to them before the world, my God. So what I would say is, is fathers need to, to understand the weight behind their impact in their kids that yes. you have, you have all the authority
1: mm-hmm. to raise your
2: kids. Yes. Because if you don't society and culture will, I mm-hmm. would be if, if I'm going to let this cultural moment raise my kids.
1: It's so, so good.
0: What is something you have to say to this generation of women and mothers?
2: Yeah, I would say it's the same thing. Uh, it, it's time to step up. It's time, it's time to, to understand that this cultural moment, um, is full of lies more than ever before. Yeah. Um, and so, um, what I, what I would say to, to mothers, um, and to, to women that are raising kids that you may, may not be a biological mom, like you have that same authority, Yeah, you have the same righteousness. It is your yeah. responsibility to build the same spiritual formation.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, 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 mm. This is so good. I don't want to (laughs) stop. Well, pioneers and beautiful people, that concludes this episode. And I have to say, after listening to both Rift and parents, I don't know what kind of greatness is about to come out of that house, but I'm just saying. Like, oh, Jesus. But thank you so much for taking time out. It was so good. Pioneers, I hope you guys got something from this and you take this and you use this, transform your life, your community and the world. And guys, go to the Patreon, go to the website, like, follow, share, make sure that you are getting um, in touch with us and engage with us so we can keep giving you content like this. And with that, we say bye, Pioneers. Bye, beautiful people.